Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tomorrow is a day to give thanks to God for all the blessings that we have received in this life. We will have our lists, but there are things that we will forget. We should be thankful for indoor plumbing, hot water, and microwave ovens. But we don't normally have these things on the top ten lists of gratitude. Not normally. We don't really notice them until something goes wrong. We should be thankful for the spice aisle and a wide variety of fresh produce all through the winter. We should be thankful for dental floss and band-aids. Are you? How about asphalt, coaxial cables, and synthetic rubber? What about soap and Teflon? That is the problem with the list of things that we're thankful for. If we made an honest list of gratitude, it would be empty. To fill it up, we'd have to rename it to things we should be thankful for, but mostly aren't. And even when we'd hit, we'd only hit a few highlights. We'd say, normally, family and friends, food, America, the Green Bay Packers, and good health. But will we remember plastic wrap and Freon gas? Man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Yet how many hours have you spent daydreaming about what you do with a windfall of a million dollars? Money does not buy happiness. But it can buy a lot of opportunities and security and beauty and peace of mind. That is why the love of it is the root of all evil. The love of money is love of self and the desire to make one's own way in the world. It's the opposite of thankfulness. In the Christian heart, thankfulness is not expressed in saying, thank you, so much as in saying, I, a poor, miserable sinner. For any thought of all the good things in our lives immediately brings to mind our daily ingratitude and our unworthiness. And as many as an innumerable are sins, so are also the good things in our lives, like synthetic rubber, for example, which we take for granted. We cannot possibly list all the things we are grateful, but it is true we have not noticed them all. Thus the Lord warns Israel, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. It is the Lord who gives you power to get wealth. He laid the copper in the hills and the iron in the ground. He caused the wheat and the barley, the vines and the figs and the pomegranates to grow and the sweet water to flow down the valleys. He brought his people out of slavery and made them free in a land of prosperity where bread was not scarce, where they lacked nothing. But this prosperity brought danger. Do not forget is God's admonition. But we have forgotten. Why else would we not put on the top list of our things such of being grateful for, such as toilet paper and asphalt? How could we forget to thank God for Thomas Edison tonight and the Wright brothers and Nikolai Tesla 
Do we think like teenagers that if we throw our dirty clothes on the floor, fairies come at night and clean them and put them in our dressers? Do we think that the refrigerator fills itself? Silly to be sure, but serious as well. For our view of creation has been no less self-centered and vain. For all this we need to repent for our ingratitude. But do not be afraid. For if earthly mothers keep doing the laundry and keep grocery shopping, even buying the junk food that some teens think is the only substance that qualifies as real food, then God is more faithful, more loving, more devoted to your well-being. He does not love you because you say thank you. He loves you because that is who he is. It is what he, is, what he does. He is love. While you were still a sinner, while you hated him, he sent his son. He sent his son because he loved you. And this is the way he loved you. He sent his son. This is love. Shouldn't we be thankful for that? Well, of course, but our thanks does not add to it. God does not need our thanks and praise. He does not need someone to love, but he loves to love, and he loves to give, and he loves to forgive. And since it's not Mother's Day, I'll dare even tell you a secret tonight. He loves you more and better than your mother does. We pray then that God would fill us with thanks and praise tonight, that we would bless his name, that we would be served by him. We pray that he makes us thankful not only for the mundane things of this world, such as coaxial cables and fresh fruit all winter, but that we would look in awe and reverence at the Holy Scriptures, that God himself would cause us to realize this as we hold his holy, infallible word close to our hearts and minds, that we thank God tonight for pure doctrine and beautiful music, for the revelation of his Son, for the pure preaching of the word and the faithful administration of the sacraments in this place. God himself would speak with us and comfort us and encourage us and guide us and protect us. May we remember at that altar that we are surrounded not only there but at all times with armies of holy angels who protect us from demons and danger and join their worship to ours. May we tremble with joy at the thought that God would enter into our flesh and join himself to us through simple water and words and bread and wine to forgive our sins. Of the things which you should be thankful for, there is almost no end, least of which is certainly not the freedoms we joy in the United States of America. Thank God for that. I would like to take you back to World War II Germany and tell you a little story about being thankful that you would, something that you would normally not be thankful for. Corrie ten Boom and her sister Betsy were arrested by the Nazis and put into the barracks of the concentration camp by the Nazis in Ravensbrück. They were terribly overcrowded and flea-infested and bedbug-infested they had been able to miraculously smuggle a Bible into the camp, and that Bible, they had read all things that they were to give thanks to God for, and that God can use anything for good. 
Betsy decided that this meant thanking God for fleas and bedbugs. This was too much for Corey, who said she could do no such thing. Betsy insisted, so Corey gave in and prayed to God, thanking him even for fleas and bedbugs. Over the next several months, a curious thing happened. They found that the guards never entered into their barracks. This meant that the women were not assaulted. It also meant that they were able to do the unthinkable, which was to hold open the scriptures and study them and pray and have prayer meetings in the heart of a Nazi concentration camp. Through this, countless numbers of Jewish women came to faith in Jesus Christ. Only at the end did they discover why the guards had left them alone and why they wouldn't enter into the barracks. It was because of the fleas and the bedbugs. This Thanksgiving, give thanks to God for every good and perfect gift, but also thank Him how He will use the little things in our lives for the good of those who love Him. In this time of certainty in our world, in a time when many are facing physical and emotional changes, there can be little doubt that such a trusting prayer of gratitude will be challenging to consider. But when you feel that challenge, take a moment and remember the fleas and the bedbugs of that Nazi concentration camp. And thank God anyway. For our cup runs over and God is good. His mercy endures forever. He loves and forgives us. Soon he shall bring us home where we will live in that promised land free of serpents and no forbidden fruit. So tomorrow when you sit around the table and you are asked what you are thankful for, remember all of the things, even small things, like leftovers and plastic containers and microwave ovens. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ his Son, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen.